Blog Talk Radio. I'm sipping on some uh, butter pecan with a dash of uh, fake meow Bailey's, which is Carolina's. What? <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is scrumptious. Okie dokie. <laughs> if you say so, I'll take your word. <laughs> mm. It looks interesting. Mm-hmm. With would you try red Ooh. wine, or are you going to stick with your red wine? No, I didn't try it, but it's still, it, it smells like it's potent. Okay. Oh. Uh. This is Caroline's. This is the fake me out, Billy. So yeah, right. but that, that Caroline's is fighting back. <laughs> uh, uh. Okay. All righty. Shall we get this party started? Sure, why not? Cocktail in hand, and... About to do the rundown. Sounds good. Let's make make it happen. All right. Our hot topics tonight hair discrimination in Texas high school. Also, the um, CDC confirms second U.S. um, is it Wuhan coronavirus case? And also, what's going on with Antonio Brown? I don't think he knows. Um, our hit it and quit it headlines. Uh, Prince wrongful death case dismissed. A state case continues. Also, former, former Wells Fargo CEO fined $17.5 million for sales scandal. And D.C. Attorney General sues Trump inaugural committee. Our cocktail of the week, I'll give you that as a surprise. What's popping with Papa Didi tonight? Also, our weird news. Human P blame for escalator breakdowns on Mexico oh, City Subway. Also, the Waze app directs drivers into wilderness. That's nothing new. And also, Mr. Peanut, the dapper planter's icon, is dead at 104. Oh, wow. Um, I'm just saying with red wine, 
you can't turn your blackness on and off. That's a true thing. Living for the City with Papa Didi, my Hollywood rapper. We'll talk about the Grammys a little bit. Also, the kiss of list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail like we have, and we'll be back with the hot topic. So I was looking over the cocktails that we archived, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and the Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Deep Stock and Cranberry Juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule. Yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the abajamaparty.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink, so you know exactly what it's All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of the old Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darlings. Oh, hot topics, hot topics, hot, hot, hot smoking. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm up first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm up first. Let's talk about hair discrimination down in good old southern Texas. Uh, High school. This is actually a high school in Texas where uh, they got a hair discrimination situation going on. Uh, The young man's name is DeAndre Arnold. Now this brother's been growing his dreadlocks for years but for the past few days um, uh, well his first name is DeAndre who is a senior at Barbers High, Barbers Hill High School in Mont Bellevue, Texas, which is east of Houston, has not been in school, and he might not get to attend his own prom because of his dreadlocks. Uh, and the graduation, you know, is coming up in a few months. Springtime is graduation time. So the school is basically saying that he may not be allowed to walk across the stage. They'll still give him his diploma but they may not permit him to walk across the stage because they're saying his dreadlocks are breaking the school dress code. Now, it's not the dreadlocks themselves. It's the length of it. They're saying that their rule, which has been on their books for like 30 years, I don't th- I don't know if it specifically said dreadlocks, but it said that boys' hair cannot be... Um, Let's see, male students' hair cannot extend below the eyebrows or the earlobes and must be kept shorter than the top of their shirt collar. 
And he's been trying to pull it up, pin it, tuck it, do whatever he needs to do. But they're saying, like, you know, the length of it is a problem. Now, his mom has been trying to meet with the people who are in charge of the school district there in, at uh, Barber Hill, and this is an independent school. So every time she's tried, she goes to the meeting, she tries to get on the agenda so that they can discuss it, but somehow they never get her on the agenda so that they can discuss this whole situation. So she's just gone and taken it public and been talking to people about what's going on. But, see, his locks actually hit right below his shoulders. And like I said, he's been trying to pin them up and stuff to comply with the the dress code. But um, now he's in a suspension situation because they told him either cut them or you won't walk for graduation. And he said, I'm not cutting my dreadlocks. You know, his his father is from somewhere in the islands, uh, Trinidad. And he was saying that, you know, not that it should matter, but that's part of his heritage. And he's not going to cut him. So, you know, I just, to me, this seems like once again, we have somebody who has a problem with black people being black people. You know, why is this a big deal? His hair didn't all of a sudden go below the shoulders within the last few weeks when this all of a sudden became an issue. So it just seems to me like the school board people sat on this until they, you know, just, I don't know, they just decided, oh, we're going to have to do something. So this is their solution, to give him an ultimatum, like that uh, that brother that was a, a football player, when was that, like last year or something? where they told him that he would not be allowed to play if he didn't cut his dress. Or wrestler? Well, I think he was a wrestler, right? This is the same old song all over again. Why do people feel so threatened about how black people wear their hair? Because that's the way I take it. I take it that because we don't look like you or look like them, they got an issue with it. And I'm just not, not grasping... What is the problem? What is the real problem? I know what they say on the surface, but below the surface, what is the real issue? Can somebody explain that to me? Anybody? That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, first of all, I guess you have to see who, I guess they're mainly targeting us blacks and our hair. I mean, because I've seen some white people with dreadlocks and I haven't heard them having any issues. Um, you know, my thing is all, all he has to do is pin his hair up and let that be it. Why all of a sudden is a big issue. Um, but it did say in the article that um, they had um, not more, more or less reprimanded the boy, but he was on suspension. And, yeah, he um, is under suspension right now. Yeah. So, I mean, um, because you're not complying, so Okay, so we're going to suspend you so you can get the message that we mean business. So it sounds like the school is trying to make a statement, and um, the boy is trying to make a statement also. I mean, this is who I am. I'm supposed to change because, you know, I guess, you know, they want people, they have rules, and I guess you have to comply to those rules. If you don't comply, then, you know, you can't no longer go here. But um, if he's been going through that school 
for 12 years, and all of a sudden it's an issue. I understand dreadlocks, they grow, and maybe his dreadlocks grew, um, you know, long enough that um, it was uh, affecting the regulation that they put in place. But, um, you know, I, I just yeah, don't get Yeah, but all I'm it. saying is that if they're below his shoulders now, that didn't just mm-hmm. happen over the last few weeks. Right. You know, it takes time for hair to grow to get length like that. That's not like you just wake up one day and like, oh, my gosh, my hair just grew two or three more inches. It doesn't happen like that. Right. So, So, you know, for them to take this kind of drastic measure, you know, I'm putting them on the kiss it list. It sounds like that they have been going back and forth with the family, but this is the first time, quote-unquote, media has is, is become public. And I guess, you know, the people are making some noises. For me, I, if I was a parent, I would I would truly sue. That would make my message, you know. Yeah. So. Well, his mother tried to work it out with them, and they don't want to, you know, either, she, like I said, she can't get on the agenda when they have their mm-hmm. uh, board meetings and stuff. They never seem to have time. And when she gets on the, when they have, like, a space for public comments, they only give you, mm-hmm. like, a couple of minutes, and then they want to shut you down. So she was like, you know oh, what, really? I tried to do this politely, so now I'm going to take it to the street. I know, that's right. That's what I would do then. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, well. You're too quiet over here, Papa. You all right? <laughs> I'm just kicking around in my head, you know, um, the level of passiveness and the level of aggressiveness and and sometimes what people think they really need and what they don't need, you know, I mean, if we mm-hmm. if you heard the one thing in the school they said something about it was what type of school was it? It's an independent school. Now, independent charter mm-hmm. or what have you. These parents think because they were quote unquote lucky enough to get on the waiting list and finally get in this particular school that is so good, it's so good, education is so good, it's so good, it's so good, you know, to be a part of that bullshit conversation, excuse the expression, well, I meant to say that, excuse me. Anyway, you know, they're, they're, they want to be able to have this gossip in Walmart that their kids go to this great uh, independent school that's so good. But the school got some crappy rules, and first of all, your child's already in the 12th grade, Okay. So pull his butt hiney out of there and take him over to a regular public school and let him finish uh, this little, what, how many months is it left until until June? Or uh, down south, they get out of school in May. Okay? Mm-hmm. So February, March, April, May. Four months, take him over to, you know, over there to uh, Dewey, Dewey and whatever high school. That's a normal high school. Keep your grades up. Yeah, and plus, I saw this guy on on the news. His dreads, he don't even have thick dreads. He got baby dreads. He got the little skinny joints that, that can be pulled up. But there's his, And then I saw the actual principal of the school talking, who was a Caucasian person, talking that progressive um, conversation based on regulations of this and that. Now, you know, the, the the main reason or the main solution is to pull the boy out of that school 
and be done with it. He's in 12th grade, you know. Let him go ahead and get his, because by law, by state law, he has to graduate. He don't have to be at the, the performal graduation. But you shouldn't throw those incentives on somebody or those lack of incentives is going to affect people for the rest of their life. Not let them go to the prom. Let them go here. That's just meanness right there. Exactly. That's it's mean. a, it's and, a form of control. And also, you never know. He could be dating a white girl. So you don't even know what the backstory is on this. He could right. be dating one of the finest. He could be dating one of the finest white girls in that school. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to deface him and, and take him out and cut his hair, make him look crazy. You'd be surprised. Sometimes it ain't mm-hmm. the obvious stuff that we see on the surface. Right, I agree. So you yep. never know. It's crazy. Yep, you never know. Yep. And then, you know, you you had a good point, Papa. Most of all, it's independent school, so they can say and do whatever they want to do. Who the hell reads the handbook? And um, and like you said, these these parents they rush to get on these lists and and oh it's the prestigious school and yada. Sometimes it's not even worth it because of the headache. Because I think some of those schools, I hate to say it, but it just, they are just not for us. You know. Right. It's almost like we have to um, have our own schools. That's I guess that's how these black colleges started. Because well, first of all, we couldn't get into white colleges, and second of all, everybody had rules. Like what they got going on here, so to discriminate us to get in there, so we just have to start doing our own thing. You know. You're probably paying to go there too. I'm quite well, sure. Well, the yeah. principal, yeah, I don't know if they pay for tuition or not, but the principal is now very concerned about people's public perception of them, him, and the school as being racist. And saying that this is not about anything racist. This is a policy mm-hmm. that's been on their books for 30 years, and it's not just mm-hmm. them. There's at least two other schools that are there in the same county who have the same or similar rules. So they're saying, look, don't come come out with the racist stuff. This is not a racial thing. But mm-hmm. my thing is, okay, if you are independent school, then don't you have mm-hmm. autonomy over these rules? Why can't you, since this guy is a senior, and if he's not, you know, if he's not a problematic student or something, what what's the problem? Can't you waive mm-hmm. the rule this time? Or are you afraid mm-hmm. that that's going to be the end of all the rules? And, you know, because some people feel like if you waive one, you got to waive mm-hmm. them all. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's just trying to make a point with him. Like, this is what the handbook says, and this is what you have to abide by. If you don't, then you can't. You know, come to the school, but like you say again, why wait to the ninth hour? They had mentioned, um, I don't know if it was a year prior to that, or they had um, made mention to it before, but um, he had just pinned his hair up, so it wasn't a big deal. Right. But now you're making, you know, I don't know who's who's really barking, who's making the noise. Maybe the parents are. They maybe they put it out on social media or got into the newspaper or something, but. Um, the school just sounds like they're trying to, to downgrade it. but um, Well, yeah. they tried, but once his mother put it out there and told everybody what they were trying to do to her son and mm-hmm. how he was being treated, you know, that took the lid off of mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I off mean, that one. how would you feel? Your son gone, you know, all the way to the 12th grade, and you're going to tell me he can't walk? 
he can graduate, but he can't walk. That's the biggest thing. Oh, I'm going to have a problem. I'm going to have a problem because after Mm -hmm. all these years and hard work, I want to see my son go across that stage in his cap and gown and get his diploma just like everybody else. You're not going to tell me this mess about, well, because of his hair, we'll just mail him his diploma. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not acceptable. Yeah. I agree. That's a, You know what? The thing is, it's a big deal for the parents, and the parents and the relatives, you know, they fly in and, you know, come from different places of the world to come see that one child graduate, and that's so important. And you're going to tell exactly. me you can't cross the stage. You can kiss him. <laughs> like you said, it's a major, it's it's a major life event mm-hmm. to see, you know, your child graduate, especially from high school. That's the, you know, beginning passage to adulthood. Why right. would you want to take that away from him? That's not right. Right. I agree. Okay. We're going to move we'll on. Continue. Yeah, we're going to continue to monitor because I would love to see the end result. Um you know, I think these. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna say this, and I think some of these black leaders need to come out the woodwork and um, make sure that boy get across that stage because it's so important. So, anyway, I agree. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess I'm next in line. Well, this is about this um, coronavirus. Uh, the CDC confirms second U.S. Novavirus case uh, identified in Chicago, and the patient is a Chicago resident, and her is a female in her 60s. She is in isolation at the hospital in Chicago and in stable condition. That's good. Um, the patient flew from Wuhan to Chicago on January 13th. She was not ill while traveling, and health authorities do not think she spread the young virus during that time. Um, the first confirmed U.S. case announced was on Tuesday is a man in his 30s in Washington State. Um, he is hospitalized at Providence Regional Medical Center in Washington State where he is in stable condition. Um, he arrived in um, Seattle on January the 15th. Okay. Um, let's see. 63 people from 22 states are under investigation for the virus. That's a lot of people. Yeah, um, 11 of the 60, yeah, 11 of the 63 tested negative for the virus, and two, um, the Chicago patient and the Washington State patient tested positive. Okay. So this is uh, the immediate health risk from um, the Wuhan Kanoa virus to the general American public is considered low at this time. That's what the CDC says. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see what the the symptoms are. Um, common symptoms such as fever, cough, headache, or muscle pain. Um, yeah, wow. It sounds like the flu to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they said they're having um, more severe illnesses, including trouble breathing and scans revealing signs of infection in both lungs. Wow, that's a lot. I don't think it's a respiratory type, uh, um, you know, disease. Wow. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. And it goes on to say officials in China have linked the initial infection to a um, Wuhan seafood and wildlife market. 
which has been closed since January the 1st. Wow, to prevent further spread of the illness. Um, Chinese officials are racing to contain the outbreak after it was confirmed that infection can be spread from person to person. So, wow. Okay. I noticed, um, I saw on TV a lot of the Chinese people, they had a lot of um, masks on. I mean, wherever they went, they were wearing masks. So I guess they were encouraged to do that. So it wouldn't spray it, so... But it, it really but you know what I've anything. noticed is that um, mm-hmm. in in a lot of the, especially in China, I notice when mm-hmm. I see a video of China, a lot of the people wearing masks anyway. You know because of the oh, air quality. Of, oh, I was going to say that's probably what it is. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. But it seems like they always go to China or. Highly populated places where people are getting, um, you know, are getting things like viruses and things like that, flu. Um, just it's interesting. So well, I, I hope know. they get I a grip on it. I hope so too. I just hope there's nobody putting stuff in the air. You know what I mean? Just yeah. starting to wonder. Yeah. So, well, you know, whenever these things happen. Whenever these things happen, I always think about those movies like Outbreak and, sure. you know, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's frightening. It is. So I think, to me, the best thing to do, just keep your immune system strong, you know. Any way you have to keep it strong, that way, you know, your immune system can fight it off. So, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay, yep. start popping vitamins, huh? All right, you better start doing something. Be preventive. They got everything, airborne, vitamins, everything. Yeah, that's true. All right. I'm going to shift it over to you, Papa Didi. What you got for us? I got some on that crazy uh, Antonio Brown. He's tripping again as usual. And, you know, if you look at the news, he was, when he got bailed out of jail, he's walking with a, uh, looks like a, a, he on a pink sweatsuit and a a turquoise uh, with black collar tuxedo top. I mean, he looks as crazy as a bed bug. Wow. Anyway. He needs help. The latest thing to stem with him is that he got into a fight with a moving company. He has some items. Uh, well, let me read the story here. Um, latest incident with uh, Antonio Brown, who was a previous uh, uh, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Oakland Raiders, the New England Patriots, all right, and got all of them, got rid of them, three different teams in the NFL. Came with 32 teams in the NFL, and he got he got kicked off three. So anyway, the latest incident be, uh, began allegedly when a driver of a moving truck with belongings that with, with items that belonged to Brown uh, that Brown had shipped to California arrived, and they requested four thousand dollars for the services, and Brown refused to pay it. Now, did he think the delivery of his merchandise was going to be free, first of all? I mean, you know, the driver refused to unload the property and started to leave. Brown Leslie threw a rock at the vehicle and damaged the vehicle first. 
The driver reported the incident to the police. The moving company later contacted the driver and asked him to deliver the property after Brown had promised to pay $4,000 plus an extra $860 to cover the damages of the truck. Mm. Now, what the, what the hell? I mean, anyway. So, um, what, is wrong with, what is wrong with your boy? That boy, he's, he's tripping. I don't he's, know. he's tripping, you know. Anyway. Oh, Prior to the company calling him and telling him to load the truck, an argument had ensued between the driver and Brown. He forced his way into the driver's side of the truck and struck the driver, Glenn Holt, in the side of his jaw. And this is where he got arrested on assault charges. All the other stuff happened as far as the police was concerned after the fact, after he punched the driver in the side of the mouth from the driver's window. All right. After everything was going on, every after everything was uh, settled, uh, they began to unload the truck. The driver told them that they were also removing property belonged to they also were moving. The driver said they were moving too much stuff. They was actually moving the stuff that belonged to somebody else. The driver said to make another delivery, and he argued that the stuff was mine. How are you going to say that somebody else's when it's back here with my stuff? And it just just became a mess, okay? And when it was going on, TMZ had pulled up because they heard about the incident on the police radio. Now, TMZ is modern stuff on police radios. How about that? Hmm. Okay. So if they hear anybody famous name come over the radio, then, you know, it's on. They're going to be there. So um, he just got bailed out yesterday on a $110,000 bail. I guess that's 10% of that, whatever that would be. And uh, like I said, he wore a pink sweatsuit along with the aqua-colored uh, tuxedo top with that. His hair was weird. It was Thick in the back with two little dreads hanging down the middle, like an, like looking like a Hasidic Jew, and uh, he was just a mess. So that's your boy, Antonio Brown. In the yeah, I read that days. when they were he, it was another guy there with him, one of his friends, mm-hmm. and when they started grabbing stuff out the truck, when the driver said, "That's not all the other yours." stuff is not yours, right? They threw the stuff, some of that stuff. They threw yeah, they were just being maniacs. Back in there and broken, damaged some of the other, whoever that belonged to. They damaged some of that stuff, so that added more to the bill. Oh, my God. I, I, I just don't understand, so, you know. So, so did he end up going to jail? Yeah, he went, he spent the night in jail. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I, I read that. And that he also said... They also said that when he came out of jail, he had an ankle bracelet on his on his leg. Ah. So yeah. he's on lockdown. Oh, my God. But did you hear about how he was running? They said when he came out the courtroom, he was, like, doing, like, a 10-yard dash, kind of, like, running. And then he realized uh-huh. he was running in the wrong direction and had to circle back. He didn't take any questions from the media. And so the I, was there I don't know what all that running was. No, he's, he's a yeah, guy. he came out the court doors, <laughs> came out the courtroom, and just broke out running full speed with the crazy outfit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, it says Brown was wearing what appeared to be a pink tracksuit underneath an aqua dress tuxedo 
So did a team pick him up or what? I mean, what, what's going on? No, anybody. He's the team with a team. Because mm. he had locked himself in the house before he finally surrendered himself to the police. When his friend got really? arrested, he went on in the house and refused to come out when the police kept telling him to come out. And mm-hmm. his agent is no longer his agent, Drew Hauser. Drew Hauser is a big-time Jewish uh, agent. He's, yeah. He's got yeah, everybody, but... and and uh, he dropped him. Uh-huh. Do you blame him? He said, I can't help you, brother man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seek help. Mm-hmm. So, can't do it. Like I said, the saga continues on that brother. We'll see what's up with him. Wow. He needs some help. Come on, Antonio. You used to be one of the greats. How do you go down in flames like this? He don't know. Wow. Oh. I'm, maybe the fame has just gotten to him, and he just don't, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he's got to be doing some type of drugs or something for him to go from, like you said, one of the best receivers to what's going on now. Just like incident after incident is going on. So, yeah. Sometimes it Unless might just be alcohol. Never know. Yeah. yeah. Or he just needs some, some serious attention, something. I don't know what they are going on. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't All know. Right. I don't All know right. either. Well, that's the hot topics for tonight. If you want to join in on the conversation, give us a call. 914-803-4306. And press 1. Uh, right. Let's see. we we're going to take a quick break and come back with the uh, Hit It and Quit It headlines. And we'll be right back on the other side of the break. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday night live at the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and enjoy me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Stem, and I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the kisser list. That's for the people who get on our last nerves and you want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call the room service. All right, welcome back to a John Party One. Your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Kettle. Hello. And, and Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It is time for the Hit It and Quit It headlines. And I'm going to kick it off with a story about my baby daddy, Prince. You know, that saga just continues to go on and on. So what's happening now is that there's a wrongful death lawsuit that's been filed by a prince's family members. Um, 
Now that suit has been quietly dismissed, and it suggests that family members have reached settlements with the defendants. That includes the Minnesota doctor who saw Prince weeks before his death and the hospital in Illinois that treated him for the opioid uh, overdose seven days before he died. And these dismissals uh, largely closed one legal chapter in his legacy, even though others are dragging on. Uh, and, you know, they're saying that his estate was once valued at about $200 million. Uh, But, you know, until they get it all figured out, nobody really has assessed the true value. Um, I won't go into the background of what happened. You know, he was 57, passed in April 2016. Uh, But as far as Dr. Michael Schulenberg, there are still claims against him. Now, this is the doctor who treated Prince weeks before he died. Those Those charges have been permanently dismissed. And those actually that that actually was dismissed back in November, along with claims against Schulenberg's former employer. They also uh, had claims against Walgreens, who filled prescriptions for Prince, and Trinity Medical Center, which is the hospital in Illinois. Um, all of those were permanently dismissed in August. So now the medical negligence claim against Howard Cornfield who is the California addiction specialist who was contacted by Prince's associates before he died, was dismissed by a judge in September, but it still remains alive in appeal. So it's like, you know, you got a whole lot of tug tugging back and forth. Um, now, authorities say that Schellenberg admitted to prescribing uh, oxycodone to Prince's bodyguard days before Prince died, knowing that the drug was going to be given to Prince. Now, prescribed it to the bodyguard, knowing it was not for the bodyguard, but it was for Prince. Uh, Of course, Schellenberg disputes the allegation, even though he paid $30,000 to settle a civil violation alleging that the the drug was uh, prescribed illegally. The bodyguard, Kurt Johnson, was deposed during the wrongful death litigation, refused to answer nearly all the questions that came up uh, when you go back and look at the transcript. And meanwhile, Prince's siblings are still waiting to learn how much his estate is worth. So recently, his sister, Tyka Nelson, sold a portion of her share of the estate for an undisclosed amount of money to a company called Primary Wave. They are a music publisher who also holds interest in um, Whitney Houston, some of her music, I believe Michael Jackson, some of his music, and a few other people. So the whole thing is just really messy. You know, they're going back and forth, and like I said, they still don't have an actual assessed value of how much is the estate worth, and until they figure that out, the siblings cannot get their, you know, payment of what's due to come to them, because I'm sure it's all based on percentages, so you can't divvy up anything until you know what you're dividing. So I'm sorry that all that's going on. 
But it's interesting how all of these, the doctors that were involved in all, that now their hands have been wiped clean. I don't think they should have been, but that's what has happened. The judges have ruled. Mm-hmm. But you said one doctor settled out of court or something, right? Thirty thousand. Yeah, Schellenberg. Thirty thousand. Okay. Yeah. But that, that was, was about the, the charge. That... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was about the charge that he prescribed it to the bodyguard, knowing, with the full knowledge that oh, it was not okay. for the bodyguard but for Prince. Now, have you noticed that there's no mention of license or anything taken? He's just going to pay his little fine and go on about his merry way and continue practicing. Yeah, isn't that interesting? <laughs> Why don't that these it people is. lose their license to practice? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep up on the story, I guess. Keep saying, see what's going on with it. Um, All right, we're moving on. All right, hidden credit. I forgot. All right, my peeps. And back in the news, former Wells Fargo CEO fined seventeen point five million dollars a sales scandal. Let's see what's going on. Federal regulators have slapped former Wells Fargo. CEO John uh, Stump, interesting name, <laughs> with this amount of money, the 17.5, for his role in the bank's sales practices scandal. He um, also accepted a lifetime ban from the banking industry. Well, good, finally. <laughs> a lifetime ban. <laughs> I guess he got to uh, get a job as a plumber or something. Let me see. With uh, It's fine against Stump, the officer of the controller of the currency announced, um, it was suing five other former Wells Fargo executives for a combined total of $37.5 million for their roles in the bank's poor practices. Two other execs also settled with regulators paying million-dollar fines as well. See, these guys sat on the wrist. Um, this is the first time regulators have uh, punitively punished individual executives for Wells Fargo's wrongdoing. I don't believe it. Finally. The San Francisco-based bank has paid hundreds of millions of dollars in fines and penalties for encouraging employees to open up millions of fake accounts in order to meet unrealistic sales goals. Um, Execs like Stump will give up tens tens of millions of dollars in bonuses and pay. They should, but those actions were taken by Wells Fargo itself. Okay. See, no... I don't know. This is crazy. Um, in this investigation, regulators laid the blame of Wells Fargo failures directly at the feet of its former management in its suit against executives. As part of this uh, settlements and lawsuits against these Wells execs, regulators uh, seek to ban, excuse me, all of them from ever working in the banking industry. Okay. <laughs> we I didn't see. know you could even do that. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like uh, what they did with uh, Pete Rose of baseball. Wow. Uh, it goes on to say the two other executives who settled and will pay a fine include Hope Hardison, put him on the kisser list, uh, the bank's top human resources executive, and Michael <clears throat> excuse me, Laughlin, who was the bank's chief risk, risk officer. Interesting. <laughs> 
Hardison uh, will pay $2.25 million fine, and Laughlin, he's going to pay $1.25 in fines. So Wells Fargo has, um, which has um, cycled through two permanent CEOs and a host of interim ones since the scandal occurred, agreed with the government's decision. Oh, wow. <clears throat> That's sad. So to me, it just, yeah, but it just seems like um, they're fudging the numbers because their sales, they didn't meet the sales goals. So, you know, you pressing or you telling the employees to open up accounts, additional accounts, and people don't even know it. That's the sad part about it. Yeah, I remember when that scandal happened. You remember that one, Papa Didi? When Wells Fargo people were... uh, Opening accounts. They were in trying some to sell me rooms. some every time I called there. Oh, while you're on the line, um, I was wondering, would you be interested in blah, 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 you know. I got that a lot. <clears throat> a lot of people mm-hmm. fell for it. So. Yeah. They were opening yeah. accounts in, people's, in account holders' names that you didn't even know was in your name. Yeah. Wow. That's what they That's were doing. It's yeah. like they say, okay, let's see, Papa Didi is an account holder. Let's open, uh, I need to make my quota. I need 10 more accounts. I'm going to open 10 mm-hmm. accounts under Papa Didi. <laughs> you couldn't call customer service without somebody soliciting you to do something. And then when you don't want it, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, boy, y'all done got brainwashed. Yeah. You remember how it all came to a head? When people started finding different statements or stuff started coming back to the people, and they were like, what is this account number? I don't have this account. And they're like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. And people were like, no, I don't. I have one checking account, one savings account. I don't know what these other six are. And when they kept hearing it from customers, that's when they realized there's a problem. And you can't blame it on a computer. It's not a computer glitch. All right, anyway, we're supposed to hit them and quit them. We're going to move on. Uh, Papa Didi, what you got for us? I got, um, looks like a D.C. Attorney General sues Trump's inauguration, uh, inaugural committee. Mm, good, get them. And uh, let's see. Get my stories together here. Uh, it says H-I-Q-I. I guess that's some type of uh Oh, hit it and quit. That's hit it and quit. Is it really? Oh, I mm-hmm. thought that was uh, like when you have the abbreviations for no, that's Associated hit it, Press. All right, well, I think maybe we should have a meeting on uh, what the abbreviations mean with the intern. Oh, my goodness. Well, you just ordered, what, how old was that person you hired, eight years old, Red Wine? Fourteen, thank you. Okay, Jesus. Anyway, D.C.'s Attorney General sued President Donald Trump's uh, inaugural committee and companies, also Wednesday, saying that the nonprofit organization glossily misused the funds by uh, overpaying for space at Trump's hotel in Washington during the inauguration. Okay, Trump was doing all kinds of stuff that was wrong and illegal that day. The Trump inauguration committee uh, decision to pay $1.3 million for event space and food over four days at Trump's International Hotel was unreasonable and improper. Uh, uh, Trump's business practice 
they were saying was overexerted and $1.3 million did not cut it for a few chosen people that were celebrating inauguration inside the hotel. That's crazy. Now, what were you? What, what, what did you serve in order to charge the city um, $1.3 billion, $1.3 million? I mean, what did you serve? Crivets on top of crivets? Anyway. They they were really, really going above and beyond with that. And that was the inaugural committee that mm-hmm. was spending all this money. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they claimed they had so many people out there, and they only had a quarter what uh, your boy uh, Obama had. Well, the actual uh, committee, the committee company says that the, the committee event planner advised against uh, booking the Trump Hotel because it was above market rate. But uh, Trump insisted that he had some special uh, VIPs coming in from different places and wanted to accommodate them mm-hmm. at the hotel. And it was just a mess. It was just a mess. I mean, I'm just going to say in the long run that, uh, you know, this is the big beginning of Trump's antics right out the gate. You know, right out the gate of abusing taxpayer money and doing what he wanted to do. He abused the D.C. money. This is money that came off the top. Back then, 2016, when D.C. was more respectful. Now, D.C. is living off of uh, speed cameras and all. So, Meryl Bowser, she's in the black big time because some of these cameras is pulling down big, big money. And also, the level of parking in D.C. where those little tow trucks will tow your car in a millisecond. They got the little scoop and run joints. They got those. They'll put them in front of the. They'll take put the car in front of the police station that morning. I mean, you'll just see these cars towing these cars. Plus, they keep a ticket on file forever. So if you park on a meter in D.C. and you had a ticket five years ago, you're gonna get a boot. Just that simple. But that inaugural so, committee is not part of D.C. government. That's a nonprofit organization. Yeah. And well, they got to an answer for all that stuff. Because from what I understand, they were taking, they had lower bids to host that inaugural event, the breakfast and all of that stuff. They had lower bids, but they ignored or bypassed the lower bid to have it at the Trump Hotel, which was costing more than everybody else's bid. So I don't know how Trump can make statements like he's not benefiting from his position of being in the White House when even, like you said, right out the gate. Right out you the got gate. your committee, the inaugural committee, saying, yeah, I know we got lower bids, but we're going to do it at the Trump Hotel. Because, yeah. I mean, it costs more, but we don't care. He's spending all this money. Well, he's been hooking and crooking since the beginning. And like you said, above market rates. I know when you travel for places like if you're a government employee, if you go on travel and you need a hotel, rental car, whatever, there is a set limit for what the government rate is. You have to go with that. Otherwise, you're paying for it. The government's only going to pay whatever the government rate is. So if you want to stay at Taj Mahal for a hotel, you're on your own. Or the government will pay whatever the government rate is. And anything over that is on you. You can't just decide, this is where I want to be. It doesn't work like that. Anyhow, 
All right. Did you have anything else on that one, Papa? No, no, not really. The fact that ever since the beginning, ever since January 20th, 2016, Trump has been hooking and crooking. You know what I mean? And it's sad how he's always had his he always had his hooks in it, in it ever since the beginning with the Russians up and the win the election and everything else that went down with that. He wanted that that place so bad when it comes to that job of president. He dreamt about it. He, you know, he whatever he does, you know, he whacked off about it. He just anything he does in life, he wanted to prove that. Uh, yeah. He did whatever he wanted to do or felt like he had to do. And he claims, since we didn't talk about this whole hearing, um, my my viewpoint is that until they actually vote, I don't really have too much to say. Because right now they're making statements, doing everything they got to do, lay the groundwork. And until it all comes to a head, I figure if everybody's in agreement, we can deal with that topic when there's actually something to report. So, with that said, we're going to shift it over to Kettle for this week's Cocktail of the Week. So we can talk about... (laughs) Yes, indeed. Because talking about him makes my nerves bad. (laughs) I know that's right. All right. Well, our Cocktail of the Week tonight... Is called Rise Up. <laughs> Ooh. It's uh, this is a close relative of the Manhattan, with the spicy bullet rye providing a smooth backdrop to the dramatic sweet and bitter notes. So this includes uh, 0.6 ounces of the bullet rye uh, whiskey. ounces of sweet vermouth, 0.2 ounces of the, it's called elderflower liqueur, which is a flowery liqueur, one dash of aromatic bitters, and one dash of the um, paycharge bitters, and uh, 0.25 ounces of cognac. I think Papa would like that one. We're going to put this in a uh, rocks glass. You need a jigger and you need a knife. We're going to stir and strain into a wax glass and garnish with a lemon twist. The, um, the Paycard bitters uh, date back to 1830. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Anton, Ant, Ant, Antonio Amido Picard, he introduced this particular uh, bitters in 1830. So that's where the name comes from. Wow. Yep. So that's the rise up. That's the rise up. That's it. It'll be on our website. Yep, yep. Sounds delicious. Tastes delicious. If you drink a couple of those, you will rise up, I tell you. For sure. With that bullet rye whiskey and that cognac and those bitters, you won't be tasting no flour liqueur nowhere. Not a bit, but yeah, okay. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. All right, that's the rise up. And uh, the cocktail of the week is uh, brought to you by our parent company, DC Homegrown. You can check them out at dchomegrown.com. And we appreciate the sponsorship for the cocktail of the week. 
And we'll take a quick break, and we're coming back with Papa Didi and what's popping on the Pajama Party Show. We'll be right back. This is Kettle. And this is Red Wine. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night for the Pajama Party Weird News. We find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghost driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories, we report it right here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I want to... Hello? All right, welcome back to the John Hello. Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. And Hello? Red All right, uh, Papa Didi is up for what's popping. Uh, Papa Didi, where are you? I'm right here. Okay, we're waiting on Papa Didi. How you doing, Kel? I can't complain. How about yourself? I'm good. You complaining? Here he is. <laughs> nope. Here he is. All right. All right. All right. Uh, let's see, you know, um, I tell you, uh, it never fails when it comes to news about people of color in the news. It just seems like, uh, I just think there's a undercover conspiracy going on. Every, 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 uh, two months. Every month, there's always something, you know? And we can't deny it. You know, it's it's an atrocity. There's always something going on with people. And I tell you, I was on my job the other day, and I heard these two uh, Caucasian gentlemen talking about the people that they like and I was too late on the game because I was I was uh, busy doing something else but I could have wrote down these names and I seen this same co-worker of mine listening on his earbuds to a single individual speaking on there so like a like when you listen to a 
an evangelist person, but I, I'm I'm really holding true to light that, uh, especially white men. A lot of white men listen to a lot of uh, power broker type people. You know what I mean? When I say power broker, I'm not talking finances. Okay. I'm talking white power, and I'm not, and, and, and in most cases, too, don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about, uh, they don't have to be radical, but they're definitely pro-white, you know, and uh, that exists, definitely, if you think it don't, you're crazy, and people on the level of uh, Rush Limbaugh and uh Imus had just passed away, and uh, the other guy on Fox, what's his name? Uh, the one with the, with the hair looks like a frozen wig. Uh, Sean Hannity. I think it's Sean Hannity, whatever his first name is. His last name is Hannity. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to different white power conversations. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a. Uh, whatever you are but when there's violence involved in it you know and I'm sure that a lot of a lot of these young, especially young white boys oh my god they're the main ones that are rallying around a bunch of crap like the guy driving that car in Charlottesville to kill that girl he was only like 28 years old and it's amazing how people so young could become so radical when they ain't even been in the world 30 years you know and the guy that hit the woman at the at the uh situation in Charlottesville, he was still living at home with his mom. So so how the hell do you become radical like that when you haven't even done anything in your life to be, you know, as far as him having his own self involved, you know, he was just being radical his whole life, you know. So now he's in jail for the rest of his life. So the whole thing I'm getting at is the fact that uh, these things go down every couple months with different with black people, and the thing that really hurt me made me just want to just get radical myself is when that the black guy in that wrestling that wrestling <clears throat> situation how how radical the judge was the referees and the officials of the of the wrestling board was toward the black guy. And then they had this little young white girl cutting his hair right there during the match. And she was hacking that shit like you would hack a piece of ham on Thanksgiving. It was crazy the way she had them scissors going all up in that boy's hair. And and what I don't understand is for them to be hacking on that boy's hair like that in the gymnasium in front of people, a national audience, where are the parents at this point? You know what I mean? How do you sit back as parents and let somebody put scissors to your child's hair in a gym? Is that, and this was all about the fact that he couldn't wrestle with with hair, with dread, whatever. You know what I mean? But I don't understand why the parents are sitting back and being so passive when they should say the hell with that wrestling. Pull them out of that wrestling stuff. You know, stop backing like you trying to be like you, you, you're so busy trying to get your children into something in particular, or make a name for them, or what have you, and put them in some kind of perspective, and it being taken advantage of. I mean, when that white girl was cutting that black boy's hair, I was just, I was flabbergasted. I was through, cause he was hacking that stuff like you wouldn't believe. I mean, it was the scissors must have been dull, 
or something. It wasn't cutting, and she was just pulling and yakking and cutting. And and like I said, where are the parents? But some of these black parents are so busy kissing white ass all day in a store, at the mall, in the neighborhood they live in, when they all live in these little little confined areas like a little town in Arizona, and they're so busy kissing white ass all day that when somebody does something to their children, they just feel like that is it's protocol on black people. They, I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 gonna leave it alone. Get off my soapbox here, but it's it's a mess. It's a mess, and we are just so so passive of, of a people that it's not even funny. And we really need to get better. You know, we need to get better. Like grandmama, you know, your grandmother slipped downtown and, and hurt her ankle because she slipped on a manhole cover that was left open. Instead of her going to the hospital and, and suing the city for leaving the manhole open, she said, no, nah, nah, I'm not going to sue. I'm going to put it in God's hands. I'm all right. My leg will be all right. And then grandma's limping until she dies. You know, it's a bunch of bullshit. Anyway, I'll move on. All right, that was a good analogy, Pop. I like that. It's just getting ugly, and I, I hate it. Just like a shooting of unarmed black men, there's something in the schools every month or two where, you know, some white administrators are telling our black children to do something crazy based on, and don't nobody's hair grow no messier than theirs, and don't nobody stink just as bad, and don't nobody have just so many bad habits. As, as the uh, as another race of people, so I, I'm just it just angry me. It really does. Right. I'll leave it. I agree. That's how you feel. That's how you feel. You gotta express it sometimes. Maybe somebody's out there listening. All right. Anyway. All right. We're gonna get into the weird news. We're gonna lighten it up a little bit. And okay. I will go well, first. Oh, are you going, Kel? Yeah. Okay. I'll go, go for it. Mr. Pina, the Dapper Planners icon, is dead at 104. On Wednesday, Planners announced it has killed off the icon, what? Mr. Pina, for the sake of good television. The snack company revealed that Mr. Peanut's untimely demise occurred following a horrible car accident with his friends, actors Wesley Snipes and Matt Walsh. The three men, or two men in a monocle wearing peanut, were taking a road trip through Windy Desert Canyon Road when an uh, armadillo caused the nut mobile to, to swerve off a cliff. The three travelers ended up hanging from a small branch high above a canyon. As a final act of heroism, Mr. Peanut purposely fell to his death in order to save Snipes and Walsh. He died respectively, still wearing his top hat. He was only 104. Huh? 104? Okay. For those who wish to witness Mr. Peanut's fatal sacrifice, the commercial which, oh, first went live on social media on Wednesday will also air during the Super Bowl pregame show. Okay. 
Planter's other Super Bowl commercial, which is set to air during the third quarter of the game, will allow viewers to mourn Mr. Peanut during his funeral. Fans who wish to celebrate Mr. Peanut's life can keep their eyes peeled for one of three nut mobiles circling the country in real life between now and February 2nd to get a special Mr. Peanut pin. Okay. From February, I'm sorry, from Friday, January 24th through January 27th, people can also win packaging that showcases uh, Mr. Peanut's transformation over the years since his birth in 1916. But uh, here's the real question. Is Mr. Peanut really gone, or is this just another marketing stunt? Um, Like when Whole Foods wiped its entire Instagram account, or when IHOP, you know what I'm saying, change his uh, its name, uh, could Mr. Peanut come back to life? That is so funny. Who knows? I guess that's, that's the crazy. Yeah, it is. It's that's gonna be interesting to see commercial. I know. I said 104 dangling from. Oh Lord, and they got Wesley Snipes in it. Oh, <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a clip from it. It's crazy. Okay. I'm quite sure you can Google it. <laughs> I'm sure you can. Oh, you want to go yeah. next, Papa Didi? That's crazy. Uh, uh, let's see here. It says a human pee is blamed for a escalator breakdown on a Mexico City subway. Okay, let's see what's up with this here. All right, travelers on the Mexico City subway system uh, often blame authorities for broke down uh, elevators at subway stops, but uh, Metro officials have another explanation. Vast amounts of pee. Somehow urine is penetrating and... uh, and it's corroding the uh, drive wheels and mechanisms of the of the escalators that carry riders up the underground station. In a list published in a in a list published on Tuesday, the Metro uh, system listed corrosion due to urine as one of the top five causes of uh, escalator breakdowns. Franum uh, Ramendez. Uh, the system assistant manager for rails and facilities said riders appeal to be urine on escalators at off-peak hours and and uh, lightly used stations, even though it seems hard to believe. I believe it. All right. When we open up escalators for maintenance, there's always urine, that uh, Remendez said. Most stations have no public bathroom facilities on the system. All right. Uh, there's 467 escalators. 22 of them are out of service at any given day. The city plans to replace about 55 escalators over the next two years. With over 1.6 billion riders per year, the Mexico City subway is considered the eighth largest in the world by some measures Jeez. and one of the cheapest. Uh, a 25-cent uh, ticket will get you a single ride to any destination. On a hundred and forty mile system. Wow. Twenty five cents? Twenty five cents. 
Just remember to use the bathroom before setting out on your journey to a dance. It is the cheapest. Mm-mm. That means don't don't pee in the, on the escalator. Oh. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm. That sounds like a yeah. funky escalator, right? Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I got mm-hmm. one about the Wave app. Uh, this is out of Jackson, New Jersey. An ad in the Waze navigation app is misdirecting motorists that are trying to get to Atlantic City's Borgata Hotel, Casino, and Spa, and it's misdirecting them out into the wilderness of New Jersey's Pine Barren. Uh, Jackson Township Police posted on Facebook that officers in recent weeks have had to help motorists who followed the directions into Collier's Mills Wildlife Management Area where they became stuck on unpaved roads. The wildlife area is comprised of more than 12,000 acres, mainly located in Jackson and Plumstead Townships, which is about 45 miles away from Borgata Casino. Geez, it took them 45 miles out? Uh, If Mm, you didn't know where Borgata is, that's right off the Atlantic City Expressway. According mm-hmm. to police, yeah, Borgata. What did I say? Did mm-hmm. I say Borgata? Uh, according yep. to police, oh. the problem stems from an orange ad logo in the Waze app. Uh, <laughs> the address on the ad is correct, but the location pinned with the ad is actually in the Collier's Mills wildlife area. Waze is working <laughs> on trying to get it fixed. <laughs> oh, my God. And they sent mm-hmm. casino, casino searchers out into the wilderness. That's crazy. 45 miles out, huh? Mm-hmm. 45 mm-hmm. miles out. And then that means that's another 45 to get back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. I've heard that's of like an hour and a half stuff. extra driving. Mm-hmm. I've heard of ways doing crazy stuff, but that is the craziest, yeah. You know, you would like to hope that at some point when stuff started looking kind of rustic that you would start mm-hmm. to think maybe this is not right. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, use another form of getting the map quest or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. some people just don't notice these things. All right. Uh, let's see. I'll keep it moving and go right into uh I'm just saying uh, I wanted to, uh, my topic tonight is you cannot turn your blackness on and off. Now, this has to do with, um, well, currently suspended police officer who, well, let me just tell you the whole thing instead of me trying to explain it because this is crazy. I, I've never, I, I don't understand this man. But this is out of Miami City. Um, uh, the police captain, this guy was a, is or was a police captain, Javier Ortiz, has recently received disciplinary action following uh, a concerning public confession that he now is black. 
Now, if you look at this man, he looks like a white Latino man, but now he claims to be black. Now, before he identified as white Hispanic, as I said, and now this officer has been relieved of his duties, but with pay, and it's all being investigated. So people are calling for his resignation. They're outraged and all of this. And this all came about after he appeared at the Miami City Commissioner meeting last Friday to defend himself and the city uh, and the department's record on racist policing. Now, we're talking about down in Dade County in Miami, and you know how their record is with policing brown and black people. I'm just saying, how do you go from being a white Hispanic to now you say you're black? You cannot turn your blackness on and off like a light switch when it's convenient or when it's not convenient. This guy told the panel of commissioners and the black members of the Miami Community Police Benevolent Association who had been waging charges against the department that, you know, black people and black officers were being treated unfairly. And, of course, all the people that are watching this thing on the live broadcast he gets up to the podium and tells these people that he's black. And they're like, what? Now, he's basing this statement on him being black on what they call the one-drop rule. I was like, really? So now you claim you got at least one drop of so-called black blood in you? I don't even know if that's really a thing. But he claims that the one-drop rule... So now he's claiming that he's black. And it's convenient that he's claiming to be black because now he's trying to say, we're not racist. We're not doing things against black people because I'm black. I work with these police officers. And, you know, so that wouldn't make much sense, would it? Well, how convenient is it that now you want to claim blackness? You don't flip it on and off like a light switch. So the Miami NAACP got all worked up, demanded that he be fired. So right now he's on suspension with pay. But this is not the first time that he's been on suspension with pay. If you go back to 2017, he was temporarily stripped of his gun and duties after a woman had to get a restraining order against him because he was harassing her on Facebook. And then he posted her cell phone number publicly okay so that was in 2017 and um he's also been known to outwardly defend the actions of other cops who go after unarmed black citizens but yet you claim you're black now apparently he wasn't black when all of this was going on now this is the same guy who also made false accusations against a black nfl football player uh robbie anderson and he also referred to now deceased, rest in peace, 12-year-old Tamir Rice. He called him a thug, the little boy who was shot down on the playground. He referred to this little boy as a thug. And he's one of the people who was calling for a boycott of Beyonce when she did the Super Bowl show with the uh, homage to Black Panther because it was just so black. But yet, you're supposed to be black according to the one-drop rule. You can kiss my one drop with that bull crap. So, now he done switched from being white to black. 
as of, you know, him trying to say we're not racist, we're not doing things against black people. But I'm just trying to understand, how how do you do this? That's why he's suspended now, because of all of these, you know, crazy statements he's been making. So that's all I'm saying. You can't switch your blackness on and off when you choose. Because the reality is that those of us that are black, we wake up black, we live black, we go to bed black, and eventually we die black. Now, you can claim your mixed heritage behind the hyphen, so you can be black-Japanese or black-Scottish or black-white or black-whatever, but the black part doesn't go anywhere because when somebody sees you, they see black. They may not necessarily see whatever's behind the hyphen, but rest assured they're going to see the black. This dude, Ortiz, is a clown. He is disrespecting everybody who really has a mixed heritage or that is black. And I hope the NAACP stays on his case, and I hope he loses his gun and his badge permanently. Because people like this are dangerous in more ways than one. That's all I'm saying. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, you can't turn your blackness on and off. He need to go sit down. You know, that was interesting. That's all I, I'm saying. I, yeah, I agree with you, Red Wine. You can't turn it off and on, baby. We wake up every day, same color. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How are you going to be white when it's convenient, but now when you want to say, oh, the department, they're racist against black people, and you go, oh, no, 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 that's not true. I'm black, according to the one drop rule, so... I can't be racist because uh, I'm looking out and doing, you know, what I do. So I'm like, dude, shut up. Shut up. You sound crazy he was trying, and you look crazier. He was trying to get something out the deal? I mean, what what was his, his motive behind it? That's my thing. He was trying to say that he's a black man, so how could he be racist against black people if he's a black man? Wow. That's where he was trying mm-hmm. to go with that. I got you. Mm-hmm. He is a freaking idiot. <laughs> so he's he's on, he's the on the list. list. Okay. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. he's on the list. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's let's take a quick CC break, and we're coming back with Papa Didi. Oh Lord have mercy! And listen to what he said. These people mm-hmm. just aggravate me. Okay, we'll be right back. This is Beyonce. No! It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the pajama party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation. Or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout-out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on until 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. 
Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for Papa Didi and living for the city, city, city. What you got for us tonight, Papa Didi? Uh, you know, I just want to, I really don't have no no, no, uh, <clears throat> no new strong stuff. I just want to reiterate for just one minute, you know, what I talked about earlier, to stay aware what's going on, you know, the, the, the dominant force of uh, undermining and under undervaluing of uh, people, you know, keeping everybody in what they think is in, in their perspective. It's only because they don't want growth out of people. I think that's the main thing that they don't, they're not looking for. They don't want, they don't want black people to grow at all because, you know, they know that they multiply in a sense when they do grow, but they're only trying to keep it together. So, but uh, you know, people say the white folks stick together. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think they bail on their people in a minute, and they got big problems. They just don't talk about it because they're too embarrassed because they've been raised to always be better than black people, so they couldn't begin to sit on the to go on the job and sit back and talk about their crackhead brother or sister, where a black person would more openly because it's a real situation, and they just making conversation, but. A white person will be so reluctant unless you corner a white person after the fact, after the damn meeting is over, after the, the they'll talk to somebody after the meeting is over, after somebody confessed something, they'll go to that same person and say, you know what, yeah, I got a sister like that myself. You know, well, then why didn't you say something while I was talking? But they don't want to, they don't want their embarrassment to be felt. And it's, it's a psychological thing that they can't help themselves with. They've been ingrained to always make them think that they're uh, superior. To people, so it's been passed down in their in their um, in their bone marrow. So that's what they got to project in order to make sure that they they exceed uh, you know black people by a couple percentage points when it comes to troubles. When they got more troubles, you know black people are more or less entertainers. They'll they'll entertain out in the street. They'll sit on the corner and talk stuff and all that. But white folks will be up there on the second floor in the back room with the door shut. Or cooking meth, meth, methamphetamines in the damn garage. So you know, they got their issues too. But it's always behind closed doors. They always say if you go to a party with the Democrats, when you open the door, they're partying as soon as you open up the door. But to go to the Republican Party, you got to go in a building, got to get on a special elevator with security, take you up to the 50th floor that that only elevator goes to. And when you open the door to the 50th floor, then the Republicans are partying. You know, that's the difference in the two where. The Democrat Party goes on as soon as you open up the front door, but uh, Republicans got to do something different. And that's that same mentality, like I said, where they want to make sure that, that they stuff stays undercover because that's how they was raised. You know, don't don't show stuff in public, but, you know, show your ass otherwise, you know. And that's why when white folks get busted, it seems so strange and crazy because they get busted for such wild stuff in school with, with kids and all the shit they do and you You'd be like, wow, how that happened? Because there's some undercover-ass people that always do shit in the dark, but everything you do in the dark comes to the light, so they always, the shit always get revealed. So I'm going to leave it alone at that, though. Anyway. All right, then. 
All right. Thank you, Papa Didi. Uh, Cattle, coming to you. Heading out to the West Coast. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready already. Man. It's that time, huh? It's that time. All right. I'm going to make it short and sweet. Um, well, Wendy Williams has officially got her divorce. It was finalized today, and she's back on the dating block. But we've known she's been dating for a while, so, I mean, it's nothing new. I mean, she's made it public. She's been dating about two or three guys, so that's her thing. But she is officially divorced today, and, uh, um, hey, she's back on the block. All right, Pamela Anderson. She is wedding once again. I think this is her third or fourth time. She got married on January the 20th. Um, her two sons were there. The husband now, his three daughters were there. Even the gentleman she married, his ex-wife was there. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Wow. Maybe she wanted to meet Pamela Anderson. Who the hell knows? <laughs> but... Um, Pamela Anderson, she's 51, and the guy she married, his name is John Peters. He's a, a well-known uh, producer in the industry. Now, he, he proposed to her 35 years ago, but she um, said no, apparently. So I guess it's something else worth waiting, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say that I was think. a long engagement. Uh, <laughs> look, they, they, they done broke history, huh? Longest engagement, I guess, huh? I tell um, you. Yeah, that's interesting. I said, Pamela Anderson, here she go again. Because her kids are like in their 20s. And I guess his kids yeah. are probably in their 30s, you know. I think she's been married so. more than three times. This may be wedding number four or five for her. That's right, because she married um, the Walker twice. I remember that. Yeah, so you're right. Uh-huh. Um, getting to the Grammys, we know who is going to host the Grammys, Alicia Keys. Um, the Grammys are this Sunday, January 26th, and the day prior to that is her 39th birthday. So she's going to be celebrating quite a bit, uh, Alicia Keys' birthday, uh, the 25th. Um, folks that are performing, it's going to be um, Demi Lovato. And for the last time, I'm tired of everybody talking about oh, Demi Lovato, she's back. Like she's making a comeback or something. She just took a break from y'all crazy ass damn people. That's all. <laughs> and she had to regroup. You know, she had to regroup herself. She, she went through alcoholism and depression and a lot of things. So I, I'm getting tired of everybody saying she's back or her comeback. I'm, she's already been here, but she take a break. Um, Taylor Swift, she will not be there. She got three nods. She's going to be a no-show. I'm not sure why. Um, a young lady by the name of Billie Eilish. She has about six nominations. Of course, Little Nas X, he has six. Lizzo, she has about three or four. Um, these are people that are going to be performing. Lizzo, Aerosmith. I guess they got to get something for the white folks. Um, Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, they're going to sing their um, duet song. Um, oh, that be cute. Very cute. Um, the um, artist named Her. The Jonas Brothers. Um, Run DMC, that's going to be interesting They're going to collaborate, I believe, with Errol Smith um, Sheila okay. E and Kirk, and Kirk Franklin are going to perform um, And the uh, categories like 
Record of the Year. They got um, Billie Eilish. She's up for that. Um, her, um, Khalid. Um, that's my joint. Talk. That's that's my favorite song there. Yeah, Lizzo, I do like that up, song. Mm-hmm. Lizzo. She's up for um, the Record of the Year. So that should be interesting. Who's who's going to win that? Um, let me see. Also, Album of the Year is Little Nas. He's in that nod. Lizzo has that nod. Of course, Ariana Grande, you know, she's a, she's a big thing out there. Billie um, Eilish, she's she um, is for Album of the Year. And she's only 18. She started singing when she was like 15, getting out there singing and everything. Um, her brother plays guitar so when she performs as her brother with her. Um, Song oh, of the Year. Mm-hmm. Song of the Year is going to be interesting. Um you got Taylor Swift. Um, oh, that's about the only one I know. Billie Eilish. She's she's been nominated again. Um, Gail King. She had a good interview with Billie Eilish, Little Nas, um, Lizzo. Uh, and it was a few other artists that she um, interviewed. The interview was pretty good. And um, this is going to be my favorite. The best new artist. Um, somebody by the name of Black Pumas. Never heard of them. Billie Eilish, she's nominated again. Lil Nas, Lizzo, um, Yola, Tank and the Bangles. Never heard of them. But that's what I like, the best new artist, because the best new artist determines how music is going to, you know, on to flow. It's going to be interesting to see who's going to win that. Um, as we know, Alicia Keys, she was nominated when she first came out. She um, got that... Um, Award for the um, um, best new artist coming out. So those are just right. some of the uh, the nominations or some you know some of the categories. But uh, it comes on this Sunday, so everybody just check it out. There's a there's unfortunately there's a big controversy about it. A CEO that used to work with the Grammys, um, like we didn't know already that uh, she says that it's. Um, you know, older white men that kind of like control the Grammys. I mean, it's nothing new. Oscars are the same no way. Kidding. So I guess this is just going to be a wake-up call for like other groups like Me Too and some other groups to come in and try to infiltrate or try to change some things because, you know, I don't see why not. They should. So, you know, we might we might even start calling for affirmative action after a while, you know. <laughs> But it's yeah. another reason, too, why we have our own awards, Soul Train Awards, BET Awards. So, I mean, you know, if we're excluded out of this, okay, so what? There's other awards. But, you know, to some people, this, this is a big deal. But, um, but we'll see. Yeah, that's the one that people want. You know, the others are great. But people want, you know, right. the, the, the one. Right. So that'll be interesting. So everybody watch the uh, Grammys this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, Kevin. And yeah. we're up to date. Uh, let's see. It's time for the kiss it list. Let's see. Where is Papa Didi? Papa Didi, can you tell the good folks about the kiss it list and what that is? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, since we've got a couple of minutes, you know, I wanted to talk about that Grammy thing just for one second here. 
that you know that I that I personally feel that uh you know first of all I like to say that I'm I'm saddened that you know a person I'm a big fan of uh, Alicia Keys was hosting it that all this controversy mm-hmm. is going on while she's hosting it because you know there's, there's nothing there's nothing phony about her you know what I mean. Correct. She came right. into the world by storm like the Kansas City Chiefs. And, uh, you know, like my man Mahomes, the quarterback, she's just as powerful as he is, you know, with that whole situation. And and uh, and, and just like when you was reading the nominations, the same, it sounds like the same old people win the same old awards over and over again. And it seems mm-hmm. like the awards are being based on, and that's just my opinion, and I'm not saying this to be controversy at all, it seemed like the mm-hmm. awards are based on more popularity as opposed to good music, and mm-hmm. how much we are hitting with the hitting hit with that what they call the subliminal message, where they play it right. so much, so much, so much. And the sad part about young people today, they don't get tired of stuff. You know, older people in most aspects will get tired of it. You know, like Ring My Bell, when they played that a mm-hmm. million times, when songs play a thousand times, like. Uh, as good as that song was with uh, Tony Braxton uh, that that came out when when she was singing about that that thing with the guy and um, I'm you know and not in love with whatever and you know they played it a thousand times but all I'm saying is that with the so the social media have intertwined with the music industry and I really don't think that that needed to be the case because music always had its own way of communicating. You know what I mean? It made its own way, just like a water leak. Like a water leak from your roof above your living room can leak in your kitchen because water will find its own way. And music always found its own way. And a person that's very evident at that is somebody like Stevie Wonder. You know, Stevie Wonder would come out with stuff, and the Ozzy Brothers would come out with stuff. It would just penetrate the world just by being a small print in the back of a Jet magazine on what it was, and once you found the song and everybody communicated about the song, it traveled in its own way. But now something hits the airways, hits this, hits that, and they throw a little controversy out there, and, and the girl, uh, what's her name, um, Lizzo, mm-hmm. you know, she mm-hmm. shows, her, shows, her, shows her butt hiney at the stadium during primetime hours and things like that, and that, that turns into a more popularity thing. But the sad part about it, and I'm, I'm going to end it right here, that we have to stop as as young people, young artists, stop being so where we think that we're out there and that we're the, the hippest and the most popular. Because like you were saying, the girl, uh, uh, what's her name, Lovato, the one. Uh, Demi Lovato. Yeah, that, Lovato. that girl had a serious drug. That girl had a serious drug problem. You know what I mean? Sure. And the yeah. only reason why her, her the only reason why her drug problem is not so evident or not so highlighted is because she's a very nice looking girl you know what I mean and it's Mm -hmm. but after a while it's going to take its toll because Whitney Houston had a wonderful voice that eventually the drugs cracked and after a while this girl here that I just mentioned Lovato she's the same way it's a matter of time where if she don't curve it which it looks seemed like she has but if she didn't curve it all them good looks is going to start to you know take its toll on, on, on the abuse that she's doing to herself. But that's why people look at her and say, wow, well, her? She's on drugs? Wow, how good looking she is? I mean, because she's a nice looking lady. You know what I mean? And you can't deny mm-hmm. it. So people don't look at her like somebody that's doing drugs and you look and see, damn, boy, that person looks beat down. 
But if she keeps on doing it, she will look beat down. But I think that's her little ticket to coming back like she's doing because she's able to keep a nice-looking image. But anyway, you can't hide it or defy it because drugs and took a lot of people out of here, including some of our most popular singers, you know, Prince and Michael Jackson and everything else. So. Yeah, you're right. And the girl Izzo, what's her name? Lizzo, Izzo. I hope also with her. Not on not on the drug scene with her so much, but I think she can be taken down with the overpopularity aspect or crazy fan, like what happened to the girl that uh, Jennifer Lopez did the story of. Remember? Selena. Selena. Remember how Selena passed with the the the, yeah, the overzealous over, fan. Not not the fan, but it was the one that killed her was the one that spent her money. The um, the one that was in charge of a fan club. That's who mm-hmm. killed her. It wasn't a fan. It was the one in charge of a fan club. And so I, I, I just, I look at all of them, the way they're rolling and the way they are popular. And, you know, all of it, we have people, everybody, we have people that already passed away that are firm examples of what you should not do in the music industry. But every generation don't listen, and it happens to them. So I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, since you got the mic, tell the but, folks about the Kiss It List. Yeah, the Kiss It List is uh, everybody that showed their butt over the last uh, week or so. And, um, wow, we just make a list of that and uh, put it out there. Uh, what we got here? Megan Marcus' father? The lion oh, yeah. that he's, wow. not, he's still not making money off photos. He stays ahead of the couple's royal wedding, and he, when he is, hmm. yeah, he's still at well, it. What's the point of that? I mean, you know, I don't understand how he's getting money if they were staged, but well, why? I mean, I it's your know. daughter. Why are you going to even act like you? Off anyway, Trump for a uh, turn the March of Life rally into a uh, campaign rally on Friday. Yeah, I remember that situation. Fucking yeah, he went down there to speak at the March of Life rally. And turned it into a campaign rally, but I knew that was going to happen. Any, any time mm-hmm. he can get an audience. Uh, the education secretary, Betsy DeVos, uh, she told an audience of uh, conservative Christians that uh, their fight to restrict abortion, to restrict abortion like uh, President Lincoln's quest to abolish slavery. Oh she is an ignorant woman. And compared to the defending the, the slaves of <laughs> modern abortion rights activists. I'm like, how do you mm-hmm. even formulate that in your head? Like, mm-hmm. slavery is, that the is like no, education secretary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The stupidest no. person on the planet and you're in charge <laughs> of the Department of Education. Besides your other guy, what's the one that saying hibernation, what's his name? <laughs> oh, <laughs> ben Carson. Of, uh, yes. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Then you got Kellyanne Conway for still trying to justify Trump's lies. She's still mm-hmm. out there talking a bunch of crap on what he is, you know. Uh, let's see who else we got. Uh, Fox News Network for their coordinated effort to try to keep people from watching the impeachment hearings by repeatedly oh, saying boy. that it was just so boring and so boring and oh, it's just boring. It's and they've done that, like, on all the shows on their network. So uh, they're on the kissing list. Uh, also, the United States State Department 
for not mm-hmm. extraditing Anna Sokolis, uh to the U.K., claiming diplomatic mm-hmm. immunity, and this is regarding the death of that young man, Harry Dunn, that she hit with her car and killed yeah, in the U.K. Yeah, it was her fault, She's right on the wrong right. side of the street. The U.K. is saying extradite her and force her to come here and stand trial for what she did. And the State Department is going, one. nope, nope, she has uh, immunity, diplomatic immunity. Yeah. That's, I said, that's some bull crap. Uh, Kettle, what you got? Um, all the U.S. senators who acted like poor children during the impeachment hearing. Okay. Oh yeah, one guy um, had a, a couple of them had those little toy spinners on their fingers. Oh they my did god! A of yeah, they were sitting there spinning. They call it a spinner. It's on your yeah, fingers. Yeah, fidget, fidget, fidget spinner. Mm-hmm. You put it on mm-hmm. your fingers and you spin it around and. Uh, right. Well, that's what they were doing. Mm, mm, mm. One of them was writing Scribbling notes that said Help me I've been kidnapped My parents don't know where I am You know doing stuff like that I'm like come on y'all And these people making big money They got They're making making big Uh money They got the best benefits in the world Okay If you're a sinner you walk in any hospital And they work work on you don't Don't even send you a bill Mm-hmm. Yeah. Must be nice. Man. All right. Well, let me finish uh, this. The Secretary Stephen Newton was saying Greta Thunberg needs a college degree in economics before he'll take her seriously about climate change. Really? Okay. You just an idiot. What a jerk off. Um. Also, um, Tulsi Gabbard for filing fifty million dollar lawsuit against Hillary Clinton for um calling her a Russian asset. Oh Lord! And um, the peanut <laughs> man, Planner's Peanuts, for killing Mr. Peanut in the latest commercial on his hundred fourth birthday. And uh, whoever was responsible for the logo design for Space Force, the new sixth arm um, of the military, and it looks like a Star Trek symbol. <laughs> okay. Did you That's see so it? Crazy. It looks just like the yeah. Star Trek logo that they wear on their shirts. It's yeah, the same shape. It has the same mm-hmm. little orbiting thing going around it. I'm like, y'all just knocked that off of Star Trek. Y'all are ridiculous. Nobody's doing nothing. That's crazy. Just, just, just to say he made something original. He wanted to do that. But it wasn't even original. Not original. Nobody's doing anything original. Uh, you got any more, Kevin? Oh, I thought that was the last one. Uh, well, I got and one. For last. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Um, Professor, what was it Shanning, Shanning, Orna, um, the Ball State University in Indiana for calling police on black student who refused to move to different seats, accusing him of being disruptive. Are you serious? Oh boy. Let me just tell you quickly. The guy came in, somebody was in the seat he normally sits in, so he went and sat Mm -hmm. in the back. Then that person left before the class was over, so the professor said, well, why don't you move up here? But by this time, he'd already set up his laptop, he had all his stuff set up, plugged in, and he was like, no, I'm going to just stay back here. And the teacher kept, the professor was like, no, I want you to move. And he said, no, I don't want to move. I'm already settled. You know, I'm good. 
And she said, you're being disruptive. Move or I'm going to call the police. And he was like, what? And everybody in the class was like, what is happening? She said, I'm calling the police. She went out and called the campus police and said, I want him arrested. He's disrupted my class. And they were all looking around like, is she serious? Then she later came back and tried to apologize. Right, because you see that the the jerk off comes out in, in full effect when the when the dust clears and your blood pressure goes back down to normal. Yeah. Your common sense side of your mind tells you just how much a fool you were. Exactly. So you know. Uh, also, I've got Barbers High Barbers Hill High School. We're trying to make that brother cut his dreads and keep him from graduating. Uh, the Trump inaugural committee for spending ridiculous money above market rate just to spend money and put it back in the pocket of the Trump family. And the executives at Wells Fargo, Henderson and Laughlin, for being in, involved and in control of all of that fake account stuff that Wells Fargo did. Mm-hmm. Did we say Trump? We said Trump, right? I know we said Trump, but Trump and Trump and Trump. Anybody else? Nope. That's it. You got it. Okay. We had a lot of winners this week. But here's the gift for everybody on the Kiss my entire All right, welcome back to the John Pretty. I want to host Papa Diddy here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It is time for the last word. We're about to get on out of here. Papa Diddy, what's your last word for tonight? My last word is um, just, uh, you know, stay aware of your surroundings, you know. And uh, I tell you, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off at one of them bike riders in D.C. I was uh, coming down um, 4th Street about to cross Florida Avenue heading into Northeast. And man, I tell you, this, this little white girl just went through the, right through the green, right through the red light, coming right in front of the car. And I just missed her. You know, she zoomed in front of me. Thank goodness I was driving like Miss Daisy like I usually do. And she just went right in front of the front of the car and I had a real, you know, green light, and she just went right in front of me, not even looking. Her light was red if she was driving, and I just think D.C. need to crack down their laws a little more when it comes to scooters and bikes, because they got all kind of little shit running around in Northeast. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that, so good night on that tip. All right. Um, my last word is just remember... 
You cannot turn your blackness on and off. You are who you are. Whatever you hyphenate your, your ethnicity or whatever with, you still black. Those of us that are. So for that guy, Ortiz, that's why I forgot to say Ortiz. He's on the kiss it list too. For people like that, don't play those games. That's all I'm saying. Over to you, Kettle. What's your last word? My last word is um, folks in, in, in our immune system. We need to keep it strong and uh, just stay out of arm's way. Just take vitamin A, B, C, D, E, or whatever, a multivitamin or something. Um, but I think that's so important. We have to keep our immune system strong nowadays. This, um, the climate, you know, uh, is changing so, so rapidly back and forth that uh, people are catching colds very rapidly and uh, just keep up on our health. That's my last word. All right. Good words to live by. All, All right. right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate your time and attention. And we'll do it again on next Friday night. We have got to go. Be safe. Whatever you do on the rest of the weekend, enjoy it. Have fun, but just be careful out there. You remember that from Hill Street Blues? Be careful out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I like that. Say good night, Papa. Good night. Say good night, cattle. Good night. And good night until next Friday. Bonsoir. We'll see you then. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bet you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.